tweeting a different joke out every day as well. But we've decided to open today's podcast with a bad joke off, where we are going to attempt to not laugh at our own joke and make the other person laugh. And Jonathan here is going to uh, keep tallies of the winner, and eventually the loser will probably have to do something bad. Um, and just pre-warning, some of these might be a little offensive, so if you get offended easy, um, you probably shouldn't be watching us anyways. Um, but if, uh, if you want a good laugh, here we go, and I am determined to win this, but I will let you have the first honors. <clears throat> so, all right, well, let's start out with something a little serious here. There's, there's three types of people in this world. There's those that are good at math, and then there's those that are not. It's <laughs> so bad. It's yeah, so bad. Terrible. All right. I guess that's a tie. <laughs> so, that's terrible. All right. A Mexican magician tells the audience he will disappear on the count of three. He says uno, dos, and then poof, he disappeared without his face. <laughs> I won that one. <laughs> you have first. <laughs> I can't. This is so bad. I'm terrible at this. This is not good. Alright. Full composure. What did one ocean say to the other ocean? I don't know. Nothing. They just waved. <laughs> Man! Go God, ahead. that was so bad! Go, go oh ahead. God. Alright. How do snails fight? <laughs> they slug it out. <laughs> Come on, man. Alright, being serious here. Alright. <clears throat> Two guys walk into a bar. The third guy ducks. We might be the two worst people in this game of all time. I'm crying. Alright. <clears throat> this is terrible. Why did the Mexican throw his wife off a bridge? How? Tequila. Oh, that was bad. That is terrible. What do you call a guy with a rubber toe? I don't know. <laughs> Roberto. Oh, God. I've heard that one before, but it's still terrible. Uh, all right. Uh. <laughs> what did the mother buffalo say when her boy left for college? Bye, son. <laughs> so bad. My dog used to chase. <laughs> My dog used to chase people on a bike. It got really bad. I had to take his bike away. <laughs> that is terrible. All right. <clears throat> All right. Couple more. <clears throat> what do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you think he saw us? <laughs> I'm not laughing at that one. Terrible. All right. <laughs> what did the midget say to the pint of beer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can drink you under the table. Okay. 
there's the, what the broker does and what the agent does. Yep. And that can shift. So if you are a 100% agent, right, at a, at a business company that gives you 100% of your commission and you pay a monthly flat fee, the, all of that is gonna fall on you, yep. right? Which is fine, there's nothing wrong with it, but you need to have the self-awareness and business awareness to know that that list of a couple hundred things that should happen is 100% falling on you. Yep. And there's some other models that say, you know what, all of this stuff I'm gonna do, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a hybrid of everything in between. And then some, some offices say, hey, you know what, work here and pay me a certain amount of money, then I'll cap you and then you can keep the rest, but you still gotta do this stuff and I'll do these things. And, and there's a lot of shuffling around. It's so cool. what I wanna do is kinda cut through the smoke, mirrors, and crap mm -hmm. and really understand what's going on. If there's a commission made, Yep. Right? It's paid. It's paid to the brokerage, whichever brokerage you end up working for is the way the real estate industry is set up and that brokerage cuts the agent a check. Yep. And so the size of that check is normally a percentage of that commission check that comes in and it could range from you getting 50% of that check to you getting 100% of that check. Yep. Right? But what's important from a business perspective is what do you deduct? Right? What yeah. comes out of that? What so, are the business expenses? And as you do more, you normally make more. As, as far as percentages go. Right. So one thing that I can talk about a lot with this great agent we were just interviewing earlier is wanting to put his business hat on and understand how this actually works. Because I don't care what model you're in, you're basically taking home the exact same. It just matters on who's doing what. So for example, our model, we do most everything from, I mean, that's our choice, yeah. right? And it's yeah. not for everybody, it's just what we actually yeah. do. And we take it from you bringing the listing in Yep. All of the marketing, all of the translations, all of the everything. photographs, all, everything is handled nonstop as far as formatting, pictures and YouTube videos and global translation teams and thousand different websites and all of the other things that go into it, um, we do. And the yep. agent's function is to, in our opinion, our best business relationship is you go get business, bring it in, we handle the business so you can go get more. Yep. Because ultimately, that's, we know it's proven that agents can become more successful in that model. Right, that's, right. A, that's our side of the partnership. That's our side. Yeah, but with that, we have, you know, and not every brokerage has this, right? The reason that works in our world especially, we have 10 offices, we have scale, right? And I think that's where a lot of agents get a little yeah. lost, is they look at that and they'll say, well, then that must mean that you guys are 50% splits, right? No. Well, and we're not. And the reason we're not, and we can still have an equitable split, is we have scale. A brokerage of good size has scale, right? We have 10 offices, we have 400 agents, which means we have one staff member, support staff member for every 10 agents, right? right. So we've got about 40 people that do all of those hundreds of things, right? right? So think about this. We would obviously love to have four people do all of those things, right? That tells you the amount of work, though, that's on that side of the table. Right. That tells you that for us to do it efficiently, we have to have 40 people. So unless you have the ability to go pay 40 people and get the scale that we would have, right. it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And for most agents, it does. It, those that choose that, they pay a lot. Well, you just hit on something important and a word. I want I want you guys to realize what he just said. He said it, right? You're going to have to do it. And this is something that I wish people would pause a lot more on and reflect on because he says you're going to do it for them. So let's figure out what it is, because here's the reality of this business. If you go and you list a home and you put it on the market and it goes up for sale, you have a couple of choices to do. 
you can do pretty much no service, pop the damn thing on the MLS and sit back on the beach and hope somebody sells it for you, right? You can put your crappy little iPhone pictures up and really do very little effort, right? Yep. And that might work, right, at some yep. places. You might choose to do a little bit more. You might choose to do a little bit more. You might choose to do a little bit more. You might go high end. You might go to the DuPont registries, rob reports, you know, all of the different things. You might schedule auctions. You might do all kinds of labor intensive and cost effective things. So I want everyone to understand there's a different it. So from a seller perspective, those who are watching that are actually thinking about selling their homes, you gotta really understand, I'm gonna draw a correlation between a listing, an agent, a, a person selling their home and an agent working with a brokerage here, right? So if you're considering selling your home, you've got a million options. Open up your mailbox, open up your email, and you're gonna see, I'll list your home for $1.50, um, I'll list your home for 4%, I'll list your home for 4.5%, I'll list it for 6%, you know, I'm the best, I'll list it for no percent. And you're sitting there going, what the hell is this all about? Because they'll do it, right? And then you yeah. talk to four agents and one says, I'll do it for six, I'll do it for five, I'll do it for three and a half, and I'll do it for 150 bucks, right? The key word there is it, what is it? Because yeah. that's the key. Because if you, you've got to really understand what people are doing yeah. and what you're paying for. So. Yeah, what is who's doing what in the partnership, right? Like it, this truly is a business partnership, right? Who's doing what? Each partner has to play a role in order to get paid. So here's the interesting thing. So as a seller, let's put your I'm a seller hat on, and you're thinking about hiring somebody who says they'll do it for X percentage, right? Whatever it is, you've got to say what is your it, right? Because if you're fine with a lower percentage, you've got to understand that you're getting lower service, right? yeah. which is okay. And some people may choose that route, but you need to understand you're not getting the glassy pictures. You're not getting the drone shots. You're not getting the walkthroughs. You're not getting the global translations. You're probably not getting global marketing. You're not getting all of this thing, but you might not need it. If you've got a quick sale type of thing, and, and it's not always necessary. So I want you to really understand what is the it that you're actually paying for to be able to compare apples to apples. Because one agent says they'll do it for this. And one agent will say do it for that. My advice to the sellers in the world is apples to apples, pull it out and see what's going on. Because if an agent is saying they're willing to do it for X and their it is this big, <laughs> right? You've got to see what does that mean to you as far as actually getting business here. Not hearing very well? Okay. Oh, we're going to fix our audio. We'll fix here. our audio here. Thank you, Glock. All right, this is for this one. Which one is that? Instagram? That one's for Facebook. Facebook. All right. Hello, Facebook. Welcome. <laughs> okay. So what we're talking about is the it's and figuring yeah. out what's realistic yep. and what's not. So understand your it. Now, from a broker's perspective, you're an agent, and what is the broker going to actually do? Because there's a broker that will do it and pay you 50%. There's a broker that will do it and pay it for 60. Hey, work for me. I'll pay you 70. Hey, work for me. I'll pay you 80. Hey, work for me, I'll pay you 90. Hey, work for me, I'll pay you 100. Hey, work for me, I'll cap you out at $1.50, and then you can keep 100 shifting the shells all over the place. And the reality is, what is the it? Because there's no way, you know, from a business perspective, there's zero shot. Yeah, right? you can't. Intuitively, you know this. So the value is what you need to figure out. What do you want from your brokerage, and how's that gonna work for you yeah. on that one? So that's, that's one of the, the, the key differences in the model is do you want access? Do you need empowerment? Do you need training? Do you need accountability? Do you need coaching? Do you want marketing support? Do you want all of that? Do you want, are you really running a business or are you a hobbyist doing a couple deals a year? Yeah. If you're doing a couple deals, go work at a limited service thing and 
have at it if you don't really care about representation? I, I think, you know, this is very similar to, to buying a car, right? If I have fifty thousand dollars and I'm in the market for a new car and I want to spend fifty grand, I could go spend fifty grand on a slim down S class or an E class Mercedes, right? Or I could go spend fifty grand and get a fully loaded Genesis, right? That yep. comes with all this stuff. Or I could go spend fifty grand and get this or get that, like go buy a big SUV. Or like, loaded used. Yeah, the like there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's so many options, right? They're all kind of doing the same thing. You're still spending 50 grand. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of being able to decide what is going to be most comfortable. What do you enjoy? What are you willing to give up, yeah. right? And so I think that to get off of that car analogy though, in this, in this world, what I think the biggest difference though is, and, I, and I, I agree with you to a point, I think that at the end of the day, they're all just different approaches to get the same end result for the most part. Yeah. I think, the model though, and it's not just our model, other brokerages kind of follow a similar model to us, but I think the more variable cost model is good for two main reasons. One, like you mentioned, it allows you as a business to keep cash flow in the business because if you have a bad month, you want to go take a vacation, whatever, there's no there's no fixed cost right. coming out, right? So you hold on to cash flow. You only pay when you get paid. Exactly, you're only paying off when, right. when you're selling something. So if you decide to not go sell anything, no one, there's no money for right. exiting, right? So that's smarter for that perspective. But the other thing is, when you do a model where you are required, you take on the hundreds of packs, right. right? You are basically saying, I am good at all of these things, right? right. I can tell you, there's no way. There's no, no physical way that one single person is good and really good at doing all of those things, right? So instead, now you're spreading yourself really thin. Or you're not doing a lot. Or you're not doing it all, right? Or doing some of it really half-assed, right? Mm -hmm. So I just look at it as that model puts you in a position to not win, right? It puts you in a position to lose because it's not allowing you to focus in on what you are really good at. And with our model, we're saying, no, screw that. If you're really good at knocking on doors, go spend 90% of your time knocking on doors and getting business. If you're really good at digital media, go spend 90% of your time getting clients that way. Let us do all the stuff that you're not good at and don't want to spend time on. Right. Do not provide you, you know, any leverage to increase your business. To me, that puts you in the best position to succeed and right. gives you an opportunity that maybe if you were to do 12 deals with us, right, 10 deals with them, that may be even out because we're gonna pay you a little less split. These guys are gonna go higher split, do less, you know, so you're gonna be able to do more with us, but I think, but, but you're gonna make more overall because that 12 with us, instead of 10 to 12, I think it's gonna be 10 to 18 or 20. So I literally, you know, we have it. Joe Diener came here from, from another local brokerage used the leverage of us and all the services and doubled his business. I went from seven million right? to 14. And we did the math. I mean, he made an insane right. amount of money more with us than he would have had but, he been. But that's us. the difference too, because there's two types of agents out there. There's, there's hobbyists and there's real business people, right? And the reality of it is most people are hobbyists in this industry and they're not real business people. And it's not their fault, right? Yeah. Most people didn't really grow up with the actual concept of 
business, right? Business is income, revenues, expenses, profits, loss, yeah. right? Inventory, revenue, timing, supply chains. I mean, that's the reality of business that most people weren't trained in, yep. right? So you, you have a lot of people in an industry that without any business knowledge that is handling a business dealing with the largest financial transaction in most people's lives. There's a major <laughs> flaw in, in the system, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Right? So what I think you need to figure out is which one are you? Right? If you're really trying to grow a real business, yep. right? Build a career, a long-term cash flow for yourself and your family, your future, your retirement and your legacy, you need to run a business and get a real business partner. If you're just a hobbyist screwing around and doing two or three deals, it doesn't matter where the hell you work. It really doesn't. No. And in my opinion, I think the hobbyist will exit this industry either being forced out by those that are professionals yep. or industry regulations that will change things in the future from things that you're rumblings mm -hmm. on. So I think that's the point. How are you going to run your business? So one of the agents we were just talking to was just interviewing and he said, hey, can I ask you an off the record question? And I said, sure. He's like, no bullshit. What's the difference between Century 21 and Colwell and Berkshire Hathaway and Keller Williams and the independents and the boutiques? He's like, look, I'm not in the industry. What's the difference? And then I said, look, the reality is we all do very, very, very similar things. Like, shit, I mean, our parent company, Realogy, it's owns most company. of the brands. Yeah. We're right? all technically owned by the same company. So I said, what's the major difference? The major difference is culture, vibe, feel, energy, support, Yep. right? And what you like, right? Every one of them is good, right? Or they wouldn't be in business, right? But every one of them yep. is a little bit different. And it's, it's about who's leading, right? Who are you emulating? What is the agent's population like? Are they cool? Are they fun? Are they like you? Or is it kind of your tribe? Is it the energy? Is, do you like them? Do you think that you have somebody you can learn from? Do they have business expertise that could take you to a next level? Right? And that could be any color banner, right? It yeah, really it goes in. Matter. We got people watching from all places in the world, right? It doesn't <laughs> matter, yep. right? It, what really matters is who and how and the connection, right? This is an emotional game, right? This business is up and down. You're gonna have great days. You're gonna have shitty days. You're gonna have easy deals. You're gonna have very challenging deals. You're gonna have your wife pissed at you and your husband pissed at you, supportive, and you're gonna miss a soccer game and you're gonna have all kinds of stuff go on. Yep. And it's not fun all the time, right? Yeah. And it's easy, it's, it's, it's a real world. So you've gotta find where do you feel most comfortable with? Now, yep. That's at its core. At some level, you need to make sure that they, they support you, have your back. And what I was telling this guy, I said, look, ultimately this is an emotional business. People are gonna trust you or they're not, mm -hmm. right? That's it, that's the currency of the future's dad always says. And it's no truer words have spoken, been spoken, right? So it's the trust. So when you as an agent are out there talking to customers, they either like you, trust you, know that you're good at what you do, or they don't. And there's no middle yeah. ground. Now, once they bought you emotionally, they look behind you. And yeah. they say, what's back there? Where's the logical reaction? And that's where brand comes in. That's where local legacy yeah. comes in. That's where support and agency and marketing and support, all that comes in. And no offense to, to Century 21, since they are our brand, but mm -hmm. I think it's it goes beyond, beyond even that. It's, it's the actual brokerage, right? Like what has Beggins done in Tampa Bay? What has Keller Williams, whoever the local broker is in your market, like what have they done, right? It comes down to the market level and the actual broker, because here's the thing. Century, if we left Century 21 brokerage brand tomorrow, mm -hmm. 
the Beggins name and what you guys have done over the last 25 years in mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, the 55,000 sale, like all of that stuff, mm -hmm. the, all of the giving back to the community, everything, that is what has built trust and recognition within the community. There are very few agents that have been doing this for a while, that, and I talk to a lot of outside of us that I mentioned the Beggins name like, oh yeah, Howard Craig and Jeff. Like they just, they know the Beggins name, right. whether that's C21 or not. So I think it's important to understand like, when you're looking at the brands, take the flag away. Take, take C21 away for a second. Mm -hmm. And there's advantages and disadvantages to those, to those brands. Don't get me wrong, Century 21's going through a huge rebrand. Like it, they bring value. Right, but I think huge, yeah. the the name itself, the broker attached to it, is huge, and you have to understand who you're getting a business with, right, well, good or bad. Here's the, and you're right on with this one, and, and let me let me elaborate a little bit further on this one. So, yes, we're the ones that work every day, right? We're 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 the emotional connection to the agents, right? The agents I work for, Century Twenty One Beggins, in our example are working for two levels. They're working for Beggins because they like us and trust us know we have their back, yep. right? And then they know that we're business people that kind of know what we're doing. And then let's step away for a second. So we go through renewal time periods where we actually reevaluate our opportunities as a business, right? Yep. And you sit back and say, okay, the time's up to choose. Should we become Global Banker? Should we become Keller Williams? Should we become Remax? Should we stay Century 21? Should we go independent? Should we do all of those things? And then that's just the reality of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we have done, and we're very proud to have done this, is really evaluate, from our opinion, who has a better offering package that we can support our agents, and therefore they can support their sellers and buyers better. Right. And hands down in our evaluation, it's C21 um, kicks everybody's ass as far as what they have out there. And that's what the brand does for us, it's a, it's a step. Now, the correlation here is um, Susie Smith and Agent, there is going to talk to a for sale by owner. The for sale by owner is going to connect with Susie Smith. They're yep. going to peek behind Susie's shoulders and they're going to see Baggins. And then they're going to peek behind Baggins to see Century 21. Yep. So now that's a, an impenetrable barrier that just solidifies the deal. Yeah. Right? So each of them is critically important and stand alone, but all comes together as a package. I mean, I personally feel very um, bad for people that don't have the stack of value yeah. at I, their disposal I, that I we get, have. I agree, right? and I get what you're saying because, yeah. you know, it's just like we tell the agents, you know, you could be a top agent selling 300 mm -hmm. homes a year, making a ton of money, right? And that's really impressive. But the reality is why you sold 300 homes, Beggin sold 3,000, right. right? And then you peek behind them, and Century 21 has 8,000 offices, 120,000 agents, right? And then peek behind so, them. Yeah, so then you peek behind them and you have Realogy yeah. who owns a third of the entire real estate market in That's the United right. States, right? right? So like, I get it, right? The step up get more and more impressive yeah. as you step away. Having that support system is huge. Um, and obviously we're not the only one who can claim the Realogy support system, but yeah. you know. And the reality of it is it's, it's every one of them. The reason why we like Century 21 is the people, right? Yeah. It's the people, it's the, the way that they have our back, and, and they do. And we have our agents back, and our agents have our clients back, and it, it's a good thing. Now, without the brand, it's a very difficult thing. Let me tell you why. And this is, let's put the business hat back on for a second. Let's say that 
we're talking to an agent that doesn't have a brand behind them or a company like us behind them. They're working for a boutique independent and they're in somebody's living room and looking for a listing, mm -hmm. right? The seller isn't stupid and they're going to say, I like you, Susie. Let me peek behind you. Shit. There's nothing there, but I like you. Tell you what, I'll give you the listing, but I'm only going to give it to you at four and a half percent. Now Susie says, shit, I'm on a hundred percent. I can take four and a half. Hell yeah. Sign the deal. Right? Sounds good at face, right? Face level, but now turn the business hat on for a second. Now what she's done is totally cut her legs off right? Yeah. In her old business because she just took a total one third revenue slice off of her income for her business because she has no offering package behind her. Yep. Right? So she might think you might get a hundred percent of one and a half percent, but I'd rather have 80% of three. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's yeah. the whole difference mindset of business, which is an, really everybody has it in them but they don't bring it to the forefront so yeah. i like to as a result of this one is people get people to stop and think for a second and say let's be real for a second let's let's put some real numbers to this one let's what do i what should i offer a seller right what do they deserve yeah. right what does that cost and who's going to pay for it yeah. And if you're honest with yourself and you go through that, not that what can I bullshit the seller to thinking that they don't need that I can get away with. Let's be honest about what do they deserve and what's real. Yeah. Where's the agency? Where's the marketing? Where's the, the reach? Where's the depth? Where's the overarching strategy? Where is the attorney backup? Where is the, who's there? Where's the team, right? Yeah. And that's the honest thing that a lot of people don't really want to verbalize. But I know it's tucked in your head, so just oh, yeah, think that through. And from a buyer side, same perspective. So that's my view on the, the brokerage model. Yeah, and I from agree. recruiting kind of all rolls in together there. So so let's shift gears a little bit. We obviously we just had a recruiting interview. Um, you know, interesting background on him, brand new to the industry. Um, obviously, you know, with where we're going, we actually don't spend a lot of time, you know recently going after brand new people, right? Yeah. We, we brought in a lot of experienced agents and, but we're kind of shifting a little bit to get a little bit more of, of both ends of the spectrum because I think we realize how much value we can bring to a new agent. Um, the right new agent. The right new agent, very, exactly. Very they, small they have, Yeah, they have to be the right fit. And, and the reason being, we're not being snobbish or condescending about that, we're just saying, we want to, we want to be the best, right? It's, for us, it's not about it's a not number. Want to, we will be, yeah, we I are. Mean, it's, yeah, we're just I mean, it's, but we're, we are because we're willing to say no, right? We're willing to be honest with people whether they want to listen to us or not and tell them, hey, you're not a good fit for this industry. You probably should go do something no. else. And there's trust factors and, and greed factors. And if you're not a good person, you're not going to hide it for long and you're not going to be around. Yeah. And we're in a position where we get to be selective on who we on who we work with. You know, As agents should be with their Yeah, exactly. Buyers. It should go both ways, right? We we want a good culture, and we've worked hard to build it, and we can't risk that by bringing in hotshot agent doing a hundred deals a year, but he's an asshole. We don't want that. No. Um, in the same way that we don't want an asshole that's brand new to the industry. So, in general, I think we've become very selective. But I I digress. So we we have this agent coming in. He's brand new. Um, not just him though, in general, what are your thoughts on new new people thinking about getting into it? Because I'm sure there's people out there watching that are not, haven't gotten their license yet or maybe just got it. And they have a background, they're nurses, they're teachers, they're, they come from other worlds. Yeah. Where do you think the advantages lie? Are there other industries that you've seen people come from that can come into real estate and, and kill it? I mean, what is, what's your take? Great, great, great question on this one. Here's the biggest mind shift 
that I want everybody to have. If you're considering coming into this business, I'm gonna urge you not to, all right? And I'm, I'm, I want you to pause and really think this through because way too many people have a real estate license. It's a saturation of people, but the skill level, in my opinion, is lacking. So I want you to put your business hat on for a second and realize that you're gonna come into an industry that does not have a lot of business-minded people in it. So if we can help you cultivate that business mind in an industry full of people without one, you've got a clear path to ridiculous success, okay? But let me caveat that. If you don't have that mindset, it's not gonna end well for you, right, in my opinion. So one of the big shifts I had with this guy today is you're not coming into the real estate business, okay? And let's, let me say that again. You're not coming into the real estate business. You're gonna be coming into running a business in the real estate industry, but you're not coming into the real estate business. So your business and what you're gonna do is it's a people and communications business. If you are not totally in love with talking to people, do not do this, right? And I don't mean half-assly in love. I mean totally in love with talking to people. You're not gonna do well in this business, right? And I can't sugarcoat that at all. You can't polish that up at all, yeah. right? And I don't care how you talk to them. Let me just, let me say communicate, not necessarily talking, because talking is a lost art form in many ways now, but communication. If you don't enjoy and are fascinated or passionate about communication, it's probably not gonna end well for you. So there's a couple of different ways. Number one, do you know anybody, right? Because this business is trust, right? Who do you know? Do they like you? Do they trust you? And do they know that you care about them, yeah. right? That's the whole real estate business, if you want to call it that. That's it. And then they peek behind you because they like you. They see the company behind you. That's it. So this guy, particular guy, he was out um, in his previous job. He would bang on a thousand doors a week selling a certain pro product that he was out there selling and he learned an invaluable lesson, right? That sales is a numbers game. It's the more people you talk to, the more money you make. You yep. can't slice it any other way. Now, we make it a little bit better by the more efficient and effectively you speak with and communicate with yeah. people, the fewer people you have to talk to to still crush it, but you have to still talk to people. So he's been training inadvertently his entire life for this opportunity to monetize what he knows how to do. Now, let's switch gears. You mentioned teachers a couple seconds ago. Teachers, yeah. teachers and nurses, oh my God, what an opportunity. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And on the other end of the spectrum, because you can't fake empathy, right? You yeah. can't. No, you either can't. care about people and you want to give to them and help them succeed, yeah. or you don't, right? And I don't know any good teachers or any good nurses that don't first and foremost give a total shit about the people they're dealing oh. with. They're selfless sacrifices. Why else would they be doing it? Right? right? They're definitely not doing it. It's not the money. money. It's the connection. So those are the people when, if you're a teacher, if you're a nurse and there's a next level lifestyle for you, bring it and let's chat, right? Because especially if you know people in the marketplace in which you live, and especially if you grew up here and you have your tribe of people that already trust you and you have that level of empathy, and connection and desire, you've been working and training your whole life for this moment in this industry right now without knowing it. So the other thing that I want to talk about is, is the hospitality industry. Oh my God. If you're slinging drinks at a bar or you're, yeah. you're serving food or you're doing nightclub anything and you actually get paid in direct proportion to how you treat people, 
you are in training yeah. for this industry right now. And inadvertently, you didn't even know you were learning it because what do you learn as a waiter? I, the best training I ever had was in Gainesville, University of Florida, working at Old Bennigan's, right? <laughs> and you learn, you learn the reality of, you know, if I treat that person like shit, I get a really bad tip. If I really give them a great experience, I got a really great tip, and I got them asking for me next week, and their friends come in and ask for me, right? Yeah. And that's you're like, hmm, that's an interesting correlation. I just got a hundred fifty dollar tip on that twenty dollar meal. Why was that? Right? Because you delivered an experience, right? Yeah. And that's what this is about. So, if a lot of people I see are totally underutilizing the value that they own right now, and if you're ever curious about monetizing it into a really cool industry. This should be considered. Now, stop watching HGTV <laughs> and Million Dollar Listings New York. That's not the real world. No. Okay. The real world is it's not easy, right? You have to communicate with a lot of people and you gotta love it because you oh, can't yeah. fake love and you can't fake empathy. If you've got a passion for communication and you do like people and actually wanna care for them, turn that into some serious, serious, serious income because you get paid in direct proportion to how you treat people yep. and if your career now is about taking care of people and treating them well and you're not being monetized you're not monetizing that let's fix that problem well and there's room come on and, bring it and be be smart enough to realize that it's not an immediate thing either you know you watch hgtv and million dollar listing and they're they're entertaining shows don't get mm -hmm. me wrong but it they the way they film and it's not their fault it's just the way filming works it looks like they get a million dollar listing on Monday and by Friday they're, you know, Multiple popping a bottle and, and you know, they had 700 offers and yeah. they sold it for they put 300 grand above grand ask and, check. you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. So the, I don't care who you go with, the reality, or who you know, the reality of you coming in and just doing 10 deals in, you know, the first few months, it's just, you could, mm -hmm. right? But it's not, it's not the norm. Right, it takes a little time. This is a business. I don't care how you look at it. This is a business. You are you are a startup. You are starting from zero for the most part, right? And you have to build it, and that takes time. So you have to have patience too. It's another big. Hey, well, so, let's talk about that for a second because you get some people come into this business and they're sprinting, right? And they're and some people come into the business and they're sitting on their hands for months and then they go out of the business, right? They just yep. never make it. I mean, we've hired people that were like, holy shit. It's rock star, right? This guy's gonna crush it. That is the best attitude I've ever seen. The guy's gonna just be phenomenal, yeah. right? And he fizzles out, it doesn't do crap, right? Then you have somebody like, I like her. You know, there's something there I don't, I don't yeah. expect superstardom, but I think that she's that got some, yeah. and then that's the person that crushes it and becomes yeah. top producer month after month. And you, you look at what the difference is, and here's the simple thing. There's two types of people in the world. Right? There's people that you know, and there's people that you... Uh, knock your mic over. Knock your mic over. People that you know, people that you don't know. And which group's bigger? People that you don't know, yeah. okay? Oh, way better. Now, yeah. the, the problem with people that you don't know is they don't know you yet, they don't trust you yet. And that's a longer time period. Yeah. To meet somebody and let them know you're not out for yourself, you don't have commission breath, you're not trying to just steal a commission from them, that yeah. you actually are real sincere and are here for the right reasons. That's a long process. Yep. Now, if you are coming into this industry, fresh, brand new, and yep. but you went to elementary school and high school and college, and, and you've got you know 2,000 followers on Instagram, and you've got 800 Facebook friends, and you're in the PTA, and your kid plays soccer, 
and you've got a tribe of people that already like you and trust you, here's the key to the business. You're gonna do well, right? Yeah. If you can get out of your own way and realize that they're not trusting just you, yeah. right? You're the emotional connection, but they're looking behind you and that's where we come into play. Yeah. So every one of those people, they're not gonna move. Most of them, that's that's the other one, one point I wanna want bring into this thing too, is you've gotta understand that real estate is a funny business because most people don't ever want our service. Right? Nobody wants to move. Oh, I never want to move. Moving sucks. It's yeah, the it's worst terrible. thing you could ever possibly yep. do. You're physically uprooting your life and shoving it into boxes to ship it to another place to put down new roots with places and people that you have no clue who they are and how it's going to work out. Yeah. It's stressful, it sucks, and it's annoying. Yeah. Right? Nobody wants to do it. Nobody will do it unless life happens and they have to. And that's the true, honest reality about real estate. And nobody's going to do it unless they have to. Yeah. Right. So get out of this world. You're not selling Mary Kay, and you're not trying to sell a house to somebody or force your friends to move. All you're doing is become that trusted advisor to those people, because when they go to a cocktail party or a hockey game this weekend, and they find out that Bob and, and Bobby are getting divorced and they're selling their house and they want to know somebody that they trust your name has to pop into their their brain that's all this business is about is making sure that they know that you got their back when the time comes yeah so that's it, that's it. so those people we can really teach to crush it quickly yeah our business will come in your first week Right? I mean, yeah. check, we'd be back at university. We have another one coming up in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. And in that class, we take a 20 minute section and we call people that we know and we get 40, 50 leads in a 15, 20 minute time period every single time. Yeah. And there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in commissions made by just that one group in that room. And it shows, it proves the point every single time that business real estate deals are happening all around your friends right now. Yeah. And you're, a lot of your friends are buying and selling right now. And if they're not thinking about you, if you're an agent, you need to remind them about you as an agent right now to grab the disc, the business. Well, and you should be, you should be bringing in value every day, right? It's what, it's, it's literally the backbone of what we do. It's the reason we do this podcast, the reason yeah. we do all the videos. You go to BE3 on YouTube, search that, you'll see our, our channel and our yeah. videos. It's literally why we started doing it, right? There's no financial benefit for us to do this podcast, mm -hmm. but the whole point is we want value, right? We want to bring you value. So what's going to end up happening by us doing that is we're going to hold a spot in your mind, right? Yep. And so when you're thinking, if you're an agent and you're thinking about switching brokerages, you're probably going to think about us. If you are someone who's thinking about getting into the real estate industry, you're probably going to think about us. Think about right? selling, but, think but, about buying. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that's not why we do it. We just do it to bring value and ultimately that value creates brand and that brand will create your business right. long term, right? What you've been doing with your closest friends and family member though, you've been building your brand for years. You've been building that, that trust with, for years, right? So you've already done all the work. So yeah. now it's just a matter of giving them that right hook and saying, hey, you should do some business with me and, and I can help you. Yeah. And our table is vibrating. Come on, walk. <laughs> um, all right, so. So that's it. So that's the other it. thing is a rising tide lifts, well, boats, right? Yeah. So one of the thoughts, one of our drives and our passions for doing this one is there's some step ups in this industry that need to happen. Yes. And I want to be one of the ones that force that change and just raise that level of professionalism, raise that level of consciousness, raise that level of energy and just 
goodness right, yeah. in the industry to let's just all get better, raise our games and deliver better level of service to all of our customers industry wide. So we as an industry are not ever looked at as a commodity because you can't yeah. buy and sell we can't, trust. We can't let it happen. No, so. And uh, yeah, I agree. All right, That's so, so last thing, um, you know, every every time we do this now, we wanna we wanna pull in something, uh, new topic, right? Something trending in, in our world and just give our way in, give our thoughts on it. Um, so Jonathan, or as we like to call him, Glock, um, our camera guy is, uh, has picked a topic. What is the topic for, for this week's show, Glock? It's Kanye. Kanye. So the opi opioid um, ep epidemic, right? This is a huge issue. Yep. Um, Kanye and, and many others have been bringing this to light for years. Kanye just most recently, which kind of put a lot of attention onto it, where he admitted that you know he was going a little crazy because of his addiction to them. Um, it's interesting because I was at UT's entrepreneurship event, right, where they have their incubator companies um, all pitching, and one of the one of the companies there was a company of that makes a, a doctor has come up with this. They make a doctor? Well, yeah, they make a doctor. It's really good. It's a robot. No, um, they partnered with a doctor who came up with an alternative for opioid where it's, you know, 99% less addictive, right. um, better results, but it's more expensive, right? It's got to be compounded. Mm -hmm. um, and what's interesting, this Kanye thing just got me thinking is, in all the ways our society today takes shortcuts, right? We just don't do the right thing. Because if we did, if we all did the right thing, the right thing to do is, I've seen people get addicted to them, yeah. it's very easy to do. So, you know, I think we see it in our industry. Single agency is a great example, right? The right thing to do would and be- And opioid reduce. And opioid reduce, because this business can make you, make you want to drink and do drugs. Um, but no, I mean, we see it, right? Single agency is probably the right thing to do, representing the client, yeah. right? To the fullest capacity is the right thing to do, but it comes with more risk. Comes with, and time. And, and, and time and energy yeah. and everything yeah. else. So people cut corners and they don't do it. Opioids, there's solutions out there that are a little bit more expensive. So people cut corners and they just continue to prescribe opioids. So that's my take on it. I just think as a society in general, if there was a seatbelt that was made that was safer, right? Every car should be forced to have it, right? Right. That's just the way I look at it. Even if that means that car prices have to go up a little bit, right? Um, so that's just my take on it. I think as society, we continue to cut corners, and I think it's going to cause some huge problems, like it is in, in drug abuse. I think. Too. I think other relevant news topics that I'm personally excited about is um, let's talk about politics, which we shouldn't talk oh, about. Oh gosh, you said the P word, right? I don't, you know. So, so here, here's my view on politics. I don't care what your political views are, because um, those are yours and they're awesome, whatever they are. Um, I look at a, a macroeconomic view of politics is all I care about, right? Yeah. And because what drives our particular industry is consumer confidence, right? There's yeah. nothing other than consumer confidence drives yeah. our industry. Because yep. if you're going to go buy a half a million dollar house, you have to feel confident that you're going to keep your job yep. that's going to fund money to everything. pay for that mortgage so you can support your family. Yep. And if you don't have confidence in the economy, you're not going to buy that house, yep. right? Let's cut through all of the crap. That's what drives everything. Yep. So what I'm excited about right now is unemployment being at ridiculously all-time lows, yep. stock markets being at all-time highs. Right, mortgage rates, even though they're creeping, are still at historical. They're creeping up to all-time historical lows. Yeah. Right. 
and you've got consumer confidence high, right? You've got world events that um, some good, some questionable, who knows, it doesn't matter what they are, yeah. but it, it globally makes people feel pretty comfortable about what's going on. When you've got some of our typical nemesis of the world meeting with our presidents and doing things, all it does is help consumer confidence, which allows spurs on investments, which yeah. lets people do what they want to do. So whatever your political views are, I think we all share one, it's whatever is happening, as long as it's driving consumer confidence, yeah. um, everybody, everybody, I don't care if you're in real estate or not, everybody is doing better when people are feeling good. So let's keep feeling good and let's keep rocking this thing and doing great things and helping people and, and having fun and making money and doing the right thing and working on trust. Uh, that's how well, there I'm you have it. it. There you yeah. have it. We have gone from telling really, really bad jokes um, to discussing brokerages Opioids, opioids and North drug Korea. abuse, North Korea, and consumer confidence. There you go. We have covered the spectrum. So put that in your pipe. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> thanks for All watching, right, thanks guys. Thanks for watching, guys. See you we'll, later. Uh, we'll be back for the next one. Thanks. Leave us your comments, too. We love it. Not a few topics we didn't hit there today. This one died. Oh, shit. How far in? Uh, right when he started the Kanye thing. Yeah, that was Facebook. Um, so I can't even post that. It wouldn't, then, it wouldn't even post. And then when Tammy, it should save it. It should at least. I don't think so. Well, and my wife called in the middle of this one. And so it stopped. I mean, it was only for a few seconds, but it anchor paused. So like I had to go back in and redo it. So I don't think this is the full audio. Did you get the full audio on there? So I'll so take the audio of that okay. and post it and then share it. I wonder how bad our joke audio was. And then, and then uh, <laughs> well, on, on Instagram, it's going to be good because that thing was lighting up like a Christmas tree. Um, but yeah, I was listening to it over there and the lob mic saying I'm really barely hear you guys. Ah, uh, sweet. Um, so, so we pretty much fucked the pooch in every aspect of this uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't have that Tammy call in the middle of this thing and it freaking screwed up the, the line and it went black. This came black. Alright, so what did we learn? So this doesn't happen again. How airplane do we fix mode. This? Airplane okay. mode. Yeah, but I don't think you, I don't think we can record on airplane mode. Because you want to let you connect you to go the app. You gotta be on Wi-Fi. Connect to the to the internet on airplane mode. Oh maybe. You just can't not cellular data. I'm gonna try to plug this phone in and see if I can post that.